Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives and also have some fun in the process with these raw, uncensored, uncut conversations. And today on the podcast, I have my friend, Nick Gates. Before we get into it, uh, my name's Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop, and I'm a rapper, producer, DJ, and podcaster here from New Jersey. Today, as I said, I have my friend Nick Gates. This is the third time he's been on the podcast, and um, each time he's delivered just gems, I mean, just loads of valuable information that you can apply, uh, things that will expand and open your mind. And, you know, today we talk about how his company, Strange Living, was born, um, his his journey called The Beautiful Journey, and how he gets what he wants out of life through that, how he remains relentlessly positive, uh, the purpose of life versus passion, being being heard versus getting the work done, uh, self-accountability, the power of coaching, the power of planning to achieve any goal you want. I mean, I can the list goes on with what you can get out of this episode, um, so I'm going to digress here, but I mean, I learned so much about myself um, on this <laughs> interviewing him on this episode, so just know that our sponsor today is SodaBeats.com, S-O-D-A, just like Coca-Cola, Soda beats.com the easiest and best way to make hip-hop and rap beats online for free thank you for tuning in let's get to the episode with nick gates ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that was dope welcome back i feel like when you come into an imax and goes yep dude that's what, so that's why i do that because people like have no idea what's happening they're like what is he doing he's like closing his eyes um <laughs> But uh, that's that's how you make every yeah that's how you try to make every guest laugh at the beginning of the it's episode. A great entrance, I appreciate it. Um, you try to get the try to get those positive vibes going, man. Um, but uh, we're here uh, with Nick Gates, a returning. You're the only person that's been on three times. Number we three. do have some doubles, but you're that's the cool. third. You're the only person that's done that's been on three times. Three P and three P. Very Let's grateful for that. Get it. Very grateful for that. Oh hey man, anytime. This is more like this is this is just how this goes it's like it's not me anymore man like the podcast is its own thing so it's it run it kind of you know it's an ecosystem now Mm -hmm. um but yeah man nick gates on the podcast i just dj'd his wedding um exactly a month ago today yes uh, that he brought up and i'm I'm, uh you know it's very uh i'm really grateful to have done that man i had an amazing time and uh i just felt that the people in your life, they are there to support you and they are extremely positive. And I did not meet a soul there that I didn't get that positive energy from. So you're really doing something. You've been doing something special, man. But even in your life, uh, yeah, I can just tell that even the people in your life, they're, they're really special. And, uh, just to be able to do that, to be there with Kyle and, um, and to, you know, great guy, amazing. Shout out to you, Kyle, Mm -hmm. uh, for helping me. And also, uh, you know, coming back after we had done it together six years ago or whatever and then we were back so appreciate the opportunity mm-hmm. and so recently you've been married um you're to how old are you 23 you're 23 years old um that's going to be kind of a something i definitely want to touch on just being that you know the demographic of, of our audience so for sure um people that probably have questions or you know maybe they're uh, been with somebody for a long time and are you know thinking mm-hmm. about that that route or they know they're going to do it at some point in their lives and they want to know about it but uh we don't have to go there right away but just to open open it up man and you know tell people you know who you are what you do you can take 30 seconds take five minutes you can Say whatever you want, man, but I just want you to introduce yourself so people know. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Nicholas Gates, new-ish friend to Ryan. We haven't been since birth, but it feels that long. Truth. 
you know, that's one thing we talk about later. I actually can't remember how we came into contact. So if you remember that, I'd love to talk about the story about that, whether in the podcast or something like that. I'll write it down. We'll touch on it. But, you know, really just loving life, believing that there's something I like to call beautiful journey. And, you know, it's really looking inside and saying, what would make up that beautiful journey? You got a certain amount of time on here. What would be fun? And then just bringing that into reality. So every day, just trying to align the decisions I make with what's going to help me keep living that journey. You know what I mean? So just enjoying the process, man. And thank you for that. So grateful. You and Kyle were at the wedding. That was amazing. So many great people there, like you said. We really tried to put the people who inspire us the most. Mm -hmm. You know, and just the fact that besides the the videographer, everybody who was there working for us, as I said, you weren't a vendor, you were a mm -hmm. guest with a passion. Yeah. Right? All the people working there were our friends. Mm -hmm. The photographer, you, as well as Emily, who was doing the the Polaroid photo booth. Yeah. So having Morgan there, Emily, you, Kyle, it was just it hit all the points on my list. So it was incredible. And it blessed. It uh, it was such a good time, man. And just you know, I've been I've done probably like I probably worked thirty to forty weddings, and there's somewhere you kind of go in and you're like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Like you mm -hmm. just don't really know. Mm -hmm. And I felt with yours, man, just judging by, I try to have a build my sixth sense where mm -hmm. I can just try to judge by I didn't intuition. Do, intuition. I didn't do your ceremony. So that's my first judge is the ceremony, but you don't get much from that because you're not hearing people interact. Mm -hmm. But the cocktail hour, you kind of go out there, see how everybody's doing, see what the energy is, the vibe. And I kind of just, dude, I had no doubts at all. I was like, no, these people are good, man. I was mm -hmm. like, they're going to love it. They're going to have a good time. They're going to dance. And I just got that vibe, man. But, um, and it was great. It's, no, thank you again. It was awesome. But I uh, I definitely would like to dive in as far as, so what do you call your journey? What's it called? I call it a beautiful journey. Beautiful journey. And so yeah. does that, did, could it have been the, you know, amazing journey or awesome journey? Like is beautiful specific or is it just that, that was just the best word or it just kind of happened? Just what like, popped in my head. Yeah. So. Usually that's where most everything comes from. Just first thing that comes in, mm -hmm. you know, I always like to say, God hooks me up, just flows in. Truth. And I say, Cool. Let's do it. So does that? So when you talk about like the beautiful journey, that yeah. it's not just marriage. That's also your, or is that more the marriage journey? So actually, How does that factor in the beautiful the marriage, you know, factors into the idea of the beautiful journey. But mm -hmm. the beautiful journey I see as three different things, and it's funny because, you know, one of them was strange living, mm -hmm. right? So what do I see the beautiful journey as, and for other people? Right, so it's not just Nick. I think it starts with strange living, and it's that was what finding yourself, adventuring, optimism, positivity. If you don't know who you are, you can't go to the next step. Mm -hmm. So you found out who you are, and next is called the final mile. It was the coaching company I was gonna start creating. So that was number two, and final mile is all about staying to what you're doing, quiet discipline, perseverance, patience, making it happen. And the third one, 
I'm just about there. And I say this with serious humility and gratitude just about through final mile. The third piece is called fulfilling. And that's simply getting to the point where you've picked what you want to do, what makes you happy, doing it consistently, getting to the point where it is where you want it to be. And fulfilling is simply doing it over and over and over and over towards like mastery, just really what you love, Mm. you know? So looking at those three things and really enjoying the process, man. What, so you developed this this three piece beautiful journey for yourself, or did you have it keep it in mind for just, other people? First? Just kind of float in. Got it. And uh, kind of as it went. So it wasn't like, all right, strange living. Then I'm gonna do final mile. Then I'm gonna. It kind of came along as it went. Mm-hmm. So first, set the tone. I want to hit on all three. First, set the tone. What is strange living? There's people listening who don't know who you are. They don't know what mm-hmm. strange living is. They don't know what you've been working on. So first mm-hmm. start with strange living. So it's actually funny, you know, people know it now, but they don't know the origins. And I told you about a friend who was making mu- music previously. So it might've been like junior, late junior year of high school. And my friend had a music group and he went to Hopewell. Right, so the music group comprised of like eight or nine of the guys from Hopewell. And I was like, yo, I was only close with two of the guys. I was like, I'd love to do something to help you guys out. You know, I'd love to be a part of it. Well, come to find out, I think like two or three of the guys didn't really like me. So I had drawn up a bunch of sketches. I was like, okay, I can't make music, but at least I can make clothing. I can do something. Like, what do you want me to do? I can do this. And so... I started going around asking people, yo, do you like this? And they were like, yo, that's sick. Like I would buy that, I would wear that. And I was like, all right, say this gets big. Two or three of the guys don't like me. I'm the only one outside, I'm gonna get kicked. So what I did was I simply just took the logos that I created and they already had the letters SLC. So I said, okay, what can I do? And first thing popped in my head, Strange Living Collective. And it really just was about unending positivity. Just anytime something comes into your life, you go, what can I learn from it? What can I take away? I'm gonna keep staying positive and moving forward. And, you know, it ended up taking off. And like I said though, once I had gotten into the second phase, as much as I tried to, you know, really revamp it and bring it up and keep SLC, you know, booming and going, because, you know, we reached a lot of people. We're selling thousands of shirts and stuff like that. Um, it was like I was in final mile now. So it was hard for me to get into that not saying it was like a reverse but just saying as right now there's other things i had to do but to sum it up strange living collective was merely just clothing that exemplified the idea that you needed to stay swell was our motto always stay positive flow with what's going on Mm. and just be optimistic always find yourself an adventure inspiration through exploration 
once you find yourself and what you want to do and you're that positive sensation then you move into how can i cultivate this so did you ever have to think about like your like was it hard for you to relay the positivity into a clothing brand or did that feel really natural sorry about that now you're good uh it felt really really natural you know like that was the best like it wouldn't have been a billboard it wouldn't have been a shoe brand it wouldn't have been a you know album well I graphic was, design company i was itself. creating clothing already for that music group. yes got it got technically it. i just did some sketches mm. which i still have that original book uh it's funny oh that must be a trip to look at that too yeah. when we started the traveler with the, the bus mm-hmm. basically took off everybody wanted it it was like only one of the designs that i had have like 90 and we ended up selling like thousands of shirts just how, with that logo. How did you get people to like? How did people? Was it Instagram? Like, how did people start to want these things? Was it was it a person wearing it, and then another person was like, "I want that," or was it a combination? How did you start the SLC beyond Nick Gates and your immediate friend group? How yeah. did it go beyond? That? So, um, first one, I created one by myself. It was just for me, right? Basically, everything I did with SLC was it was just me. It was like, yo, I think this is dope. I'm going to enjoy it. And then people went on and were like, yeah, okay, you know, I, I would take that. But the first thing I did was I wore it to a Mac Miller concert and uh, I posted about it. And I had just started the SLC Instagram page, which had like 12 followers and, um, you know, just a couple friends. And then after that, you know, people started wanting it. And the last time we, you know, like did something or released something, we had people who were in sixth grade. And so I was already two years out of high school. It's like the fact that it was multi-generational to me was like crazy, which made me felt so bad because I was like, I'm trying really hard to get into that mind space. I want to bring this back for you. But right now I have to put my mind elsewhere, you know, so but it, but it did dope. reach all those different i find it with my music too i mean i have people that are mm-hmm. like in middle school and stuff that have reached out to me and it's like i damn i would have never expected this like mm-hmm. um and then you try to be mindful of that too so it's like yeah when you're going to sign on the next thing you're like all right is a sixth grader gonna want this or mm-hmm. you know it's like it kind of adds another element but so you have slc and then you said that there was some there was like a small maybe like internal struggle of going to like the final mile or being in the final mile and still trying to be mindful of SLC. Like what is that from step one to step two now? Yeah. So just, you know, with everything going on, I was doing a lot of like self-education and for a while, very, very quiet, right? Not really posting, not really, you know, not really having the need for it as much, you know what I mean? And so just keeping all plans quiet, keeping everything learning educating as much as i can and that's the that's the essence of the final mile you know it doesn't matter what starts out first it's how you end you could start a run out amazing like but at the end of it if you give up or start walking or something that's what it's important you know what I mean sparkle or send off what <laughs> right exactly it's not the first day that matters it's not the first month in a marriage that matters it's looking at okay am I still going to be bringing her breakfast in bed after 50 years? And how can every single day I find a way to get a little bit better? 
you know what I mean? And taking that intention from the beginning and being like, how can I make this happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? But final mile essentially is, you know, like I said, taking what you love and then, you know, finding practical ways to make it happen. You know, what needs to occur? How can, through this type of work, how can starting my own business, how can I get the benefits I'll need for one day when I have kids? You know what I mean? It's it's not just looking at what's going on now. How What am I going to be at later? So it's legacy-based somewhat, a little bit. Maybe. I think that's what maybe fulfilling is more so. Yeah, that's what I was going to, okay. But I think your legacy is like what you do every day. Mm-hmm. Like we just saw Chris, right? And when's the last time I saw him? Probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that was before he had the bandana in his. Did he have a mullet? No. No, it was just long hair? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But the first thing, you know, he was just telling me about, you know, positivity and stuff like that. Like, I haven't talked to him that much since that day. And I never thought about it until this moment. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I guess every day you create your own legacy. It's the actions too, man. Because like I go, he's like, all right, when is he coming? I'm like, yeah, I told him 1.30, but maybe he'll be here a little before. I asked him to come a little earlier. He goes, Nick Gates is always on time. He said he'll be early. He's never been not on time. He's like, that's just how he is. And he's like, he's probably, he probably woke up at 4.30 in the morning or some, something thinking about this, like ready to go for it today. So that is part of your legacy because you built that in through the actions. Like Miller didn't go, well, sometimes he doesn't show up. Well, no like you you everything that you've ever displayed to him was that you do show up you mm-hmm. know and so yeah it's that's so funny and that you can you know comes back to it too where you can just pick off pick up pick right back up with him mm-hmm. and it's still all, all still all positive mm-hmm. the time didn't change the, the the topic hey you know if you can just enjoy life and everything's good on your end everything's good on everybody else's end you know what's the cause for the struggle just enjoy the ride man just enjoy the the beautiful journey yeah and uh, and we're to give context to people listening that don't know so chris miller he's been on this podcast he's a mutual friend of ours nick hasn't seen him in two years i told him that the podcast was today he ha- he lives in a different state but he happened to be around so mm-hmm. i told him i surprised nick and he was you that's know, not a coincidence no no sir that's a, that's a, that's that's just people be that's just people beauty. being in the right place at the right time and that that's just how it goes man and we didn't i didn't plan that at all um he just happened to be home during that mm-hmm. time um but yeah that's man i'll just love um i just love like how you i like to explore like how you put these things together because i just think it's really interesting how you almost how you kind of have like a personal like framework around this stuff and but i think it's yeah. easily adopted as well mm-hmm. to, but to not to cut you off no you're yes. good yeah Any, which anybody. is great and then you can apply it for yourself, which is like, that's, I mean, if you created this and it worked for you, great. But if you're gone, then nobody else can take, can apply it to themselves. So, mm. so final mile is. That was dope what you just said. That they can't apply it to themselves. If you're yeah. Gone. So that happens a lot with skills mm-hmm. where there's one person who's, I guess I'm doing this. So one person who. is like the master right Mm -hmm. they're like the security top security guard for the entire school they know all the codes in this is very specific i just was talking to somebody about oh okay all right cool they have all the codes in their head Mm. okay if they never gave the second in command the codes 
what happens when they die. You gotta shut the entire school down. Nobody can even get in. You're right on. So that's where the passing of knowledge, that's why this podcast exists partly because we have to continue. It's not only for you. It's not just for you. It's not just for Laura. It's not just for your family. It's not just for your kids. It's also just for, it's for other people too. But think about even in the context like of my friend Brian who passed away, like we had, we, we did a podcast together. That lasts forever. So if you want to learn from his personality or his mannerisms or things that he said, now you have the opportunity to do it. So with something like your framework, like if that's written down or said or talked about on this podcast or a podcast or whatever, dude, like anywhere, put every anywhere that you, you know, don't have that doesn't go away when you go away, then people will always be able to take value from it. You know, that's like books. That's like anything. Um, but that's why I'm so interested in it, because it's powerful, because it has the possibility for people to take action based on the principles of it mm-hmm. as long as it's put out there. Um, but so like the way that I kind of look at it is like you have this your step one, you're you created a business around positivity that was supernatural to you. That's also around designs that exemplified the the message which was stay swell stay optimistic stay positive right every what you have is actually great you know and that's just my kind of interpretation of it right it's like stay swell like stay swell like don't Mm -hmm. like you're gonna fluctuate you're not gonna be it's not be swell Mm -hmm. it's stay swell because you accept that nobody's gonna be swell all the time it doesn't exist it's impossible that's why it's not be swell or always swell it's stay swell positivity is a choice people say stay positive it's impossible you can't stay positive all you can't be positive you can't Mm -hmm. live positive but you can stay positive you know it's not meant to be an end-all be-all it's not meant to be on all the time Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's what you embody it's what you embody yeah you know the decisions you make you know just sorry for your loss by the way oh no thank you i I, I didn't know about that um but yeah, like you said, just in general, it's being like, you know, it's funny because I was talking to, right now you're learning about the love languages. We talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I know we're going to talk about that later, but there's also something called the uh, Tony Robbins, uh, the human needs. So one of the ones is significance, right? And it's basically, you know, wanting a combative like wanting a back and forth feeling significant in somebody else's life and you can do that in either positive or negative ways and I was talking to someone and it's immediately how you know quickly you can pick up on you know what they are you know just as there's the love languages there's also the human needs you can pick up on which to drive someone right and so he's coming in hot with all these he's more like over the top you know wanting to yell wanting to this one of that and I was like, he's like, why are you not more frustrated about this? And I was like, well, you know, you don't know all the facts, this, 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 this. And he's like, oh, ooh. oh, I didn't know that. And then he was like, I was like, see, you didn't necessarily need to get all up on it about that. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, I like expressing myself like that. So positivity or negativity is your decision. Mm-hmm. And you can actually get hooked on both. You can get hooked to the feeling of negativity. You can get hooked to the feeling of positivity. You know, so it's intentional, man. It's so easy to be negative. It's so not hard, but uh, it takes up more mental capacity to make the intentional decision every single day. You're going to come in positive and you're just going to enjoy 
life. But don't you think that there's a problem, innate problem with that being that reality itself may not be like, I guess what I'm saying is there, there's darkness and it's good. So how do you, In what, way? what do you mean? Like there's no high without the low. Mm-hmm. And the low, you may learn much more from the low than the high. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and also there's inner darkness that I feel like can fuel you to get better. You know, it's like um, comparison is the thief of joy, but it can also motivate you to 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 do something you wouldn't have done otherwise. Now we can talk about whether that motivation is positive or negative, but I just think that I think the extreme optimism is correct i just don't find it to be as realistic as like when i like look at baseline reality like i just Mm -hmm. see like be positive all the time like i just my not that i'm a pessimist it's more that i like try to compare it to just reality in a sense you know like i try to i my instinct is when is this not going to work well it's not going to work when i'm in a dark place well, what do I do when I'm in a dark place? Well, I could just remain. I could have just flipped my mindset and try to be positive. But what if I can sit in this darkness? And what if that's good? What if I don't need to be? Not that I'm, I'm not being negative, but I'm mm-hmm. actually sitting within the darkness, within the emotion of whatever mm-hmm. that is. Even when, like, say you you know lose a loved one or something, it's like you can't really, it's not so easy to just be positive about it. And it's not even always, I feel like, the best decision to be positive about it. Sometimes you really got to sit in it and, like, lay down in it and, like, really mm-hmm. embody your, embody the darkness. And then that, once you're done with that, all right, cool, I'm done. It's like even when I'm mad, like, I even tell my girlfriend, I said, let me be mad. Like, I'm just going to be mad right now. It's cool. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I can be mad. I want, I'm a positive person, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad right now because I want to sit with it mm-hmm. and feel it. And then I can come out of it then. So... Moving through those emotions, mm-hmm. I get you. I think you know that's different than intentionally wanting to be angry, right? So there's a difference between you know being sad, something is sad, uh, losing a, a relative. Like I give you an example, but I feel like also like I'm a I'm an interesting uh, not breed, but you know, just completely. You are an interesting breed, Nick Gates. I can. I already know that off the bat. Yeah, just you know, different things. But like, so I have this one great aunt, right? Who I used to take her on rides a lot and stuff like that. And she was so adorable, so amazing. And you know, she just passed away. And it's not necessarily a matter of being like, oh, I'm devastated, right? I used to think that. I used to say to her she used to go oh you know i want to die you know she's she's born in like the 1920s she was late 90s and her husband passed away all of her siblings passed away and she was like look i just want to go and i used to say no 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 you're gonna live till you're 100 you're no 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 that's me being selfish you know so when we went to the the viewing is it me being like I'm so sad she she's gone or is it me being like that's one piece of me that I don't have anymore right so now she's with her husband 
now she's with her siblings her twin so you know just kind of looking at that and being like wow you know i used i love taking her for rides i love doing all this stuff we were really close but just looking at it feeling like she had she had a lot to teach me she really helped me slow down life you know i'm gonna remember her and so she was at our she was on a memorial wedding table and you know but like you said though you know not embracing those emotions could also potentially be destructive right um and i'm not one of those people who necessarily feels like they need to broadcast things you know what i mean like besides besides maybe laura and like the family who's at the the viewing or funeral those who knew i was close with her probably still don't even know she passed away (laughs) you know what i mean but i don't necessarily feel like i have to promote it because i don't necessarily need that oh i'm so sorry for you no it's cool you know it's chill she's good and just again keep moving say what can i do for her she always wanted to travel we used to talk about it all right so i'm gonna go travel and live on what she started or what she wanted to do yeah i like that frank i like how you put it because you're basically it's like um it's it's sad it is sad the situation is sad but her it's actually ultimately positive because and the fact that i think i like the humility that you had too where it was like i'm being so i'm applying my ideology to her life i want her to live that long so i'm telling her she will when in reality she's going to live as long as she's going to live and she's going to have her own framework for how long she wants to live or thinks she should live but i think that too is people you learn more from you don't learn more you learn something different from people when they're not around anymore even if they're making a large impact while they are around Mm -hmm. because you have you're forced with the reality of facing the lessons that they gave you when in the moment it's you're not going through what did i learn from that person all the time you know so like there's that too where it's like she you're you learn you're learning you applied something you're traveling like she was around if she wasn't around you wouldn't be traveling for her now you're doing something for her even when she's not around you know and for you Mm -hmm. and so man that's a great example of like that kind of like something that's you would look from a face value and say not positive at all oh this is but it's not negative it's really not it just is like that's the thing about it's like life and death is like mm-hmm. it's like crazy you can't even put you can't even say that it's positive or negative i feel like because it's just it's it all comes it always comes back like it's guaranteed mm-hmm. you know it's the purpose yeah well what are your th- well is it the purpose like do you create how do you feel about purpose i'd love to go into that if you don't mind but i'd love to go into that topic of like just since you brought it up and i feel like i love i love that topic it is the purpose i mean life is the purpose of like we're here we're doing it Mm. once it's gone it's gone or whatever you think happens after whatever anybody thinks happens after but do you think like you think do you think you have is there multiple purposes is it like one purpose like you know how people try to ascribe like uh what's the what's my purpose in life i haven't found it yet or something so so I'm a, again I'm a little bit different when I say this um, I think 
I'm on the outset of I think all of the negative things generate my positivity more. Um, so the way I might look at something or say something to another person, they end, end up being more either hurt by it or like, oh my gosh, how could you say it? Versus, you know, me, I'm just like, oh, you know, that's just is what it is. Like, I think the purpose right now, of course, because it's always, you know, it's changing and shifting. But I think the purpose of life is death, right? And so you might as well just live it the way you'd like to or what comes into your mind because whatever comes into your mind is what wants to be actualized, right? So if you know that the purpose of life is death, you might as well do the things that are coming into your intention. You know, whatever speaks to you, whatever that may be. Do I think that that's negative? Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe if I was a negative person, but for most people who know me, they think I'm very positive. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that it's not negative. I would say it's more so inspiring because you know what's coming. You know that one day you're going to get older and you can't do the things you do. So it's important to be realistic, like you said, prioritize things and make those things that you like happen you know but it's important to be re not realistic specifically but just what do you actually want to do before you get to that point and then how can you make that happen you know what are your priorities in saying that it is death that's your if i'm understand correctly that's really all you need to do what you want right like you yourself like when you think about i'm gonna die i'm gonna just do what i have to do then like i'm gonna fulfill my goals then like you see what i'm saying so some people would look at purpose like this right okay. i'll put it on the other some people say purpose is unique purpose is unique to me i have my own purpose okay mm -hmm. so purpose can't be death because purpose is unique to me if it wasn't if it was death that means it wouldn't be unique because everybody gets that but what if that's the what if that's the big surprise but it's not. It's not. It's the end. It's not a surprise. You're saying it could be a surprise when it happens but I or mean, how it in happens. In the sense of, I feel like a lot of things we overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. Like especially, it's always I, easier to overcomplicate it. That's the issue. Yeah. I, I, you know, just because I've done a lot of you know reading and research, and I feel like for the most part, you know, it's overcomplicated. Like the objective, everybody is going to die. Right. Objective done. Okay purpose and passion are different your purpose is you know what you'd like to do you're going to die you know the objective your passions are the things you love like people try to what's my passion what is it okay i want to get paid for my passion okay what do you think is fun go figure out how to get, get paid from it if you're if you really love surfing you think it's so fun i think passion is just the grown-up version of fun and you know people try to make it overcomplicated sound better and really just you know let your inner child have fun man you know why do people not follow like why don't people think their passion is realistic though because they don't give it a chance they don't want to let themselves try because if they don't make it happen then they feel like it's on them 
but so it just depends on if you give up the risk of failure it overcome the 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 it, the failure itself is too daunting is much more daunting than actually trying the well that's where i think you know it's funny because i put out you remember those questions i asked i was reading a book and i asked you know I, i'd like your opinion on just so things. people know nick gates just sends me things sometimes and i don't know where they're going or what they're for and i just have to answer them and they're just like it's these like thought like provoking random unique things and i'm like only nick gates would send me this right now I but like yes continue keep it on toes but uh yeah so you know one of the negatives i received back so so basically for those who want some more background information i think the book was called six months to six figures and and it asked you know ask the people around you the closest people you know who know you or who have interacted with you and you know get their opinion of you because that's who you are right what other people see you as is who you are not who you see yourself as right it's looking at what are your results and so the question was give me some positives about myself and give me some negatives things that you can critique and work on now one of the negatives i got back i thought was amazing and it was overly optimistic right and so i look at that and now the question is am i overly optimistic or do you not feel worthy of the goals that you want right so and that's that has nothing to do with like not being humble or not being anything like that like everybody is who they are right but the question is do you believe that you can get to where you want to be or do you see the optimism as like just airy you know what i mean like oh it's never gonna happen why are you being so so positive all the time why are you being so that but like you said reality tends to throw in some curveballs sometimes so if you're not realistic but overly optimistic in the sense of figuring out okay this happened how can i shift and then do something else and move closer towards the end game like if you're getting all the results you want and nobody re is seeing the work behind it is over optimism a bad thing you know but it's important to look at that and be like okay and what points should i get more real with this you know so it's really interesting to know or hear what other people have to say on who you are and what you're doing it's interesting that they touch they say that other people because that's not what we've been told. We haven't been told that other people is who you are. Like your their perception of you is who you are. That's not really the common, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the common theme. On the other side of things, there's also this self-fulfilling side of things where you go, and I had a conversation with Christian about this on the last episode, where it's like, if you are debating, if you're like, okay, I got home from work, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Am I going to work out or am I going to enjoy some time and relax? the person that works out is a person that works out. So they tell themselves, maybe for most, a lot of people, they say, I'm a person that works out, so I have to work out. I'm a bodybuilder, so I build my body. I'm a runner, so I run. Mm -hmm. I'm a, so they, what they tell themselves is who they are, not their 
their friend who thinks, oh, he's not a runner. Mm-hmm. Like they're not concerned about their friend's opinion. And that's the funny thing. Um, you know, as I was asking, one of the people was like that. They were like, you know, why do you care what other people think? Mm. And it's like, I don't, but I'm curious, you know, because remember, sometimes you can't see your own blind spots. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who I am. I know where I'm going. I have the framework. Nobody else knows the work that goes behind it. But when I'm together with these people, what am I putting out? If they have different answers of, like, let's say Chris, right? If he said to you before I came over, ooh, I got to get out of here. I don't want to see Nick. You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm putting out negative things, it's saying, okay, how can I make a shift? Maybe I'm being too pessimistic. Maybe I'm being, and then tweaking that. Now, it has nothing to do with changing who you are, but it's everything to do with becoming who you want to be. You know who you want to be at the end. What characteristics does that person hold? You know, most of becoming the success of what you want is simply being that person who is able to receive that success and do you feel worthy enough to let it into your life when it comes to the people you're using their opinions to get better precisely it has nothing to do with myself and it has nothing to do with it being their opinion Mm -mm. like we're so caught up in this opinion thing it's like no, no, no. It's just somebody's thoughts on me. You are your blind spot. Like, you are your mm-hmm. own blind spot. You know who I is, but you also know who me. me you, Nick Gates, you're Nick, Nick Gates to them, but you're I to you. For sure. So, but you only know I. And some people are you don't afraid know Nick Gates. to hear of what the other person's going to say. Exactly. Yeah. I love, like I told you before, mm-hmm. I love the negative. Like, tell me what I what I have to do. Like, I love how you got the best negative that anybody could ever get, but like, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm very grateful for yeah. that. You know, um, I don't think that well, did, was that a surprise to you or no? Overly optimistic. It, it, it was really. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, what did you think? you what did you have a thought of what the negative would be or no? No, I was hoping something negative. Uh, yeah. You know, I was hoping. So, I'm like, oh, overly optimistic. Dude, that's why I said to you. I was I like, started dude, laughing. Honestly, though, like, I I know that you read my answer, but like, I haven't spent that much time with you. So like, I went mm-hmm. like, if we would have done hard things together, that's how I would know. Mm-hmm. Like, if we would go like do a brutal workout, or like mm-hmm. we would work a whole day, ten hour day, or something. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's more my indication. Or we would go on vacation and try to plan things. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll find where I'm bad what i'm bad at you know it's like i wish i could have answered you a good negative but mm-hmm. anyway i jumped in there but no no no, that's fine yeah um but anyway so back that, to that that's like, like even yeah. when we came here i was like okay the first podcast i was eating it the second podcast i was too far back mm-hmm. i was like tell me what i need to do ah. you know i don't really care about your opinion i love you yeah but i care about how can i incrementally get a little bit better you know even in mm-hmm. silly things or not silly yeah. but like does it matter which one you know what i mean mm-hmm. but just looking at other people doing like if i see somebody else doing something oh my gosh this is hilarious so we went to top golf right and so i'm just uh i'm not really a good golfer i just get up there and i slam right i'm like all right i'm gonna drill it most people at top golf i know laura always kills me because she hits the perfect the weight on the club she goes think 
think in the same one every single time while I'm like, yo, dude, I'm going to hit the one all the way back there. And it goes, shoo, shoo. and so there are these two guys next to me who are really good. They're golfers. And I'm like, all right, I'm playing with my friends here. How can I get a little bit better? And so while they're shooting, I just, I'm waiting. I'm sitting to the side and I'm just watching this golfer. I'm saying, okay, he's using that club. All right. He pops his knee up a little bit when he goes. Okay, he holds it. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, so I'm going to just do that. And so being like, okay, if he's getting what I want, I'm going to just do that. I don't really care about how I was doing it. And so I picked the same club, and I picked, I did exactly what he did, and I literally swept. I got like 300 points more than like, the last game I was in last, the first game I was in first by like 300 points. And it was, and again, nothing but humility. I'm very grateful for it, but I'm just saying like, sometimes it's important to just see what other people say or they're doing and just being like, okay, how can I apply that? You get to skip a lot of stuff. That's the good thing. You get to like, you get to fail less. Mm-hmm. Now you still have to go out and find your own failures from the thing right you still have to make the swings and make your adjustments to the swing but Mm -hmm. dude you might have just in five minutes you might have just skipped four hours of golf coaching or whatever you know it's like exactly swinging practice whatever they call it like like when i was started thinking about making a podcast mm -hmm. what did i do yo sully what's up Mm -hmm. i just said okay who do i know makes great podcasts and i said okay how could i do it exactly like them and so I said, okay, what do you use? Mm-hmm. How do you do this? And then basically I was just going to rinse and repeat your formula. Mm-hmm. Um, though, of course, I just decided on, you know, allocating my time differently. Yeah. But it's still the same framework. If you know exactly what you want and mm-hmm. you see somebody doing it, um, you know, just do what they do. I love, so on the podcast thing, we'll stay on it for a couple of minutes just because as an example, I'm in a lot of podcast Facebook groups. Like, if you go to my, like, profile in these groups, you'll see, like, I respond to a lot of people because I'm just trying to help people, st- like, save time. Like, same thing that I could do, I could try to do for you is is save time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and how have you learned the lessons, you know, basically save you time and energy and effort and, and less failures. Um, and th- it's just <coughs> funny that people will ask, people go in the group, they're new to <coughs> podcasting. They might see, like, some big podcaster and say, I want to do that. Then they go in the group and they ask a question. Now, the same question was asked yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before that and 100 days before that and ad infinitum until the beginning of this podcast group was created. Mm-hmm. Over th- thousands of people has have asked the same question, but it still gets asked every single day. And that is that's just that's just poor research. Like that's just not so like what I always suggest, what they're doing is they're sending out the question to a bunch of people and they're getting 300 answers, okay? Like if you ask 300 people, how do I record a podcast? Do you think that information would help you? 300. 300 different people. Yeah. 300 different answers. Exactly. How does that help? That doesn't help. I say, I think, and I talked about this with Christian on the last episode, so I won't touch on it too far, but basically having too much information is worse than having not enough. I think that 
to solve the problem so you don't ask now the people don't know how to search to like make sure find the question that they asked because it was answered before they just don't know because they're not like versed in this kind of facebook group community type of thing and how it works and how to get to the answers quickly but regardless of that if you just had one person who was like the person who does the thing you ask them everything you want to ask them and if they don't know though they'll give you somebody else that knows it so now you only had to talk to two people to answer 50 questions instead of asking one question and having 300 answers. Mm. So the problem is that people think that they need a consensus when Do you, you really just need what the problem is. Um, I guess part of it. Yeah, you're right. It's part of it. I think part of it is they, the, this is the number one, the number one issue is they won't start. Mm. So they're, you've read, have you read the war of art? Stephen Pressfield, Mm-mm. definitely got to put it on your list. It's called resistance. Resistance stops you from doing what you're supposed to do. Resistance mm-hmm. is the cookies when you got to eat. The resistance is laying on the couch when you have to work out. All of these, anything that stops you to do what you really have to do is called resistance. Mm-hmm. Posting in a Facebook group is resistance. What are you not doing if you post in a Facebook group? Doing it. Mm-hmm. Now you might need the information. What I talked about, Christian, too, is education and application, one to one. You can have two to one, that's fine. Two to one education, two to education and one application. But if you start having two, three, four, five, ten to one education to application, you're what are you doing? Like you're just learning. Time. Learning without application is just not knowledge that you're never gonna use. Yeah, but it also, you know, temporarily allows you to avoid getting hurt. Right. So mm-hmm. when you say, you know, why do people keep putting the question in the group chat? My first thought is they just want theirs to be heard. You know, they don't really care about the answer. They want people to be like, oh, start your podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be. When realistically, you know, you could go through that chat and get everything you need. Grocery shopping list. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, sometimes it comes down to people just want to be listened to. People just want them to acknowledge that they're going for something. And I think you hit on it perfectly. You know how I said that passion is over exemplified when really it's just fun. I feel like almost everything in, in like self-development in, you know, improving, you can simplify it so easily. And it's just like, we want it to be overcomplicated. And I even brought that up. It's like, like if I wrote a book that wrote everything you need to success and it was only like, I literally just told you how to do it, right? So I put like finances, this, 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 just do this, just do this, just do this. People wouldn't believe it because they want the thousand page book when realistically within that book, if you can get one thing out of it, that's all you need. You know, YouTube videos that take 20 minutes, you could learn in in like 45 seconds. You know what I mean? So it's being like, okay, how can I, I think that's the thing is like, I ask myself, how can I get there as quickly as possible? What do I need to learn? And then just being like, I don't necessarily need all of the extra stuff. You know what I mean? But it builds up your idea on making you feel like you can do it, making you feel worthy. So even if I did put that out there, you know, most of the time people wouldn't do it because they think that it was too easy 
You know what I mean? That's like coaching that we do. It's like, uh, you know, if people don't, if like, you wouldn't believe how much coach, like I could, you know, help somebody change their life. Right. And I, I can only say that because graciously I did it for myself, but you know, it's so hard to get people to even do it for free, even do it for f- cheap. I've been paying like $600 a month for like three years for my coach. And it's like, are you willing to put in the time and the effort? Are you willing to get better and do what you need to do? Or, you know, do you just want to talk about it? I think the more expensive it is, the better. Oh, for sure. That's the more what you they value tell. it. More yeah. skin in the game. More skin like, in the game. My uncle was telling me, uh, he's a he's a pretty big time CFO and you know, when a company buys another company, they have the CFO or the CEO buy into that company. So like when they got bought or when they bought another company, it was like something like that. He put in a hundred thousand dollars. Basically the company wants you to have skin in the game. We don't want you to just lolly, you know, lollygag around. If you're willing to put in a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to work. Treat it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I think I like to come back to where we started and to go there. Like, yes, it's very easy to talk about what you want to do and very you could always find a new excuse not to start Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this yet I don't know how to do this yet I don't know how to do this yet when you drive a manual car you usually get in the car with somebody who knows how to drive manual they try to show you you buck around yeah but it's not like they show you then you go home they show you, then you jump in the car and you stall it 50 times. Mm-hmm. Like I, people don't want to, they want to know how to drive manual without ever driving manual. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Same thing with podcasts, with anything. They want to know how to, pr- they want to know how to mix and master a song before they even did a string, you know, played a string on a guitar. You know, it's like, nah, like the basics have no barrier to entry, mm-hmm. you know, and to start. And then, and yeah, and, and then, okay, seek out seek out the people who do know okay you got to pay for them the most expensive one probably the best one the most the maybe not the best one but the one that's right for you is the best one and then the one that is is that is it, it does it there they do it right and they have all these proof of concept testimonials the and they're the biggest thing yeah exactly. not even that you know testimonial is one thing sure of course but like if the coach or whatever it is whatever it may be if they don't go home and actually do it you know like all the principles yeah you know that's like a kung fu master teaching kung fu but like going home and you know they don't do kung fu at all it doesn't add up you know why would you want to learn from if i didn't have this podcast but i was telling you how to make a podcast exactly if I didn't go through this for three years to try to figure out how to do this and all the time i spent editing you wouldn't be transferring over yeah yeah and dude, I wouldn't be able to give you like, hey, don't do this. Mm. Trust me, I did it for two years. It didn't even work. Or it didn't, exactly. or, you know, or I wish I would have done Why do that. it? Just avoid it. Yeah, but it really, like you said, testimonies, whatever, that's cool. Price even, that's cool. But yeah, doing it. Who's doing it? Mm-hmm. That's when I talk to people. I talked to um, a woman today. She's a professor. She wants to start a podcast. She asked me, what's your podcast? Do you know why? She's going to go judge me on my podcast. Do you know why? Because that's her indication of, is this guy real? 
Mm. She doesn't care about I helped a hundred people or I have my shows that I edit for have hundreds of episodes and are successful and sponsors and like they're making. No, she doesn't care about any of that. She wants to know what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You doing it? And then she sees them at twenty three weeks in a row, and I have sixty plus episodes or whatever. And then and the oh audio quality is is really good or like the video is different camera. All right, cool. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is like that. And find that person and ask them. If people make friends with me, it's going to be a lot easier for you to ask me for free advice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you free advice a lot easier than if you like, you know, trying to just like pry information at me, mm-hmm. you know, like do, play the game, make friends, be friends with me first, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. But I think a lot of people, first of all, they want to skip all that process. Mm-hmm. They want to just, they want to wait, 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 wait until they have the right amount of information mm-hmm. and they don't want even, to pay. Even that they could see, you know, your, everything you've done and still be like, mm, nah, so it happens every day. Yeah. It literally just comes down to, you know, and that's the thing. Cause I've had, you know, some clients now and it really comes down to, do you actually want to make a change? Because most people say they do, but it, when it comes down to the work, you know, it's either too scary when really, you know, it's just really simple. It's just doing it over and over again. You know, how does accountability play into that for you with now I have talked to many coaches I make podcasts for coaches like I'm in the coaching world so to say Mm -hmm. I understand their business model very intimately I know what they do Um, I know who brings value and who doesn't but in terms in as far as what the most important aspects of a coach for me what they look like what I from what I see on the outside is like accountability I feel like that's probably one of the most important things that a coach does what has that what how has accountability played in for you by from having a coach would you say accountability from the coach or would you say accountability from myself for the coach how has your accountability for yourself changed working for a coach like you doing the things that you actually have to do doing them Um, without one or then doing them with i would say you know i i started coaching you know, basically right after high school. Um, so high school, I was, you know, I, I wouldn't say bad, just, you know, a little reckless, you know what I mean? Just finding my own way. And once I started with coaching, you know, you would never have been at a wedding. There never would have been, you know, growth to SLC. I wouldn't have, you know, everything. I'm very grateful for, you know, the coaching process. My my coach is a, just a beast. Oh, amazing. And just the fact that, you know, again, without them, I wouldn't now be on their team. Now I'm on my coach's team. And I went from him being a stranger to me being coached under him for years and always asking, hey, when are you doing training? When are you doing training? And now being a part of that team in a multi-million dollar group and being like, you know, just incredible. Like I'll give you an example, but I would say in in the sense of accountability and like coaching, what it's done for my life, dude, everything, just like the way I am, like everything that you learned about me, everything that, you know, we've talked about five love languages, you know, just like everything. If I never did coaching, we would not be here. Um, you know, and that's why I'm so grateful for everything. And so it's hilarious because when I go to work, right, 
it almost reminds me of Votech. You know, everybody's really clicky. There's a lot of negativity. If you've been there for 10 years, you're a rookie. You know what I mean? Both of my bosses together have been there for a century. So, and bosses, great guys. You know, there's nothing but love and gratitude there. But it's a lot of, you know, closed mindset and stuff. Um, And it's funny because this is the first time ever in my life I've ever been bullied. And it's by older guys, which is really funny. Um, And that's another thing. Every single day they go, how can you come in so positive? How can you do this? How it's a choice every day. But when I get into the coaching group, like with, there's eight of us total. Um, we do a call once a week where the coaches come together. This one for July, we just did, it was my coach's birthday. He His birthday's in July. So what we do is we all go around and we talk about, you know, things we're grateful for him for. And like after he teaches at the president after the president teaches us and after we talk and we go over things then we just spent the rest of the session diving into what makes his nickname is jade king what makes jade king amazing right and so everybody would give stories everybody would give you know gratitude and just the mindset of when i go to work there's so much negativity and then when we come here we're literally saying what we love about the other person and everybody's like look they're trying to get their own they're trying to make it you know they're doing very successful it's just all love and it's just like even when you're in those negative environments it just makes you more and more grateful for okay i know where i'm going so again it's that negativity giving me that rocket fuel being like okay we're going and it's just like you know that stuff that group you know it's dope and uh, so the accountability is on point. I text my coach every single morning. You know, when I get my stuff done, bam, done. And shoot, I wouldn't change it. I would not change it. Was that, um, man, I'll, that sounds super powerful. Exact everything you just said, like just to hear somebody who has no you're not an advertisement for this like you're not you have no state you don't get a referral or like whatever even if you do but you're not even you're not saying it just because uh you know you're paying for it it's just Mm -hmm. you're just detailing the experience which so i love like it makes me want to be there right yeah so you said you had an example was that the example or did you have example um or sorry i get lost no you're good i got lost too um, I think you were just going to tell a story about having a coach and like maybe do you have any powerful like you know moments or decisions that you that you came to because your coach helped you like anything that can I'm kind of trying to mm-hmm. understand the benefits but also the benefits of getting a coach yeah and like in the in terms of maybe like an example that you have uh, okay of something. so I would say uh, everything right now in my life is the result of really focusing in on what my priorities are and what my goals are and then every week you know, checking him within him and being like, hey, where are you at? What are you doing? And being like, okay, I'm, I'm here, 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 here. And then we dive into certain things and go through it. And then he, again, gives me those blind spots. Ooh, why don't you do this? Ooh, you should, mm, I don't think you should do that. Oh, but why? And it's very important, especially the more and more you dive in with like self-help, you know, growth, it's, staying at 
okay, I don't know everything. You know, he might tell you things that you already know. And when you hear them, you're like, ah, I'm not going to listen. But it's very important in those moments that you do listen because that's most of the time where you get the juicy nuggets. So what's the point of coaching, right? The point of coaching is like, I can help you get to exactly where you need to go. Are you ready? Do Olympians do it by themselves? No, they have a coach. If you're trying to go to a higher level, you need somebody who's been there. Somebody who's doing what you want to do. And then basically, they're your tour guide. Now, that's not belittling it at all. There's a lot of work that goes into it. But then again, that scares some people. It's a matter of just being disciplined. You know, it's like having just a teacher there show you the ropes. You know what I mean? I've tried to coach myself. It's not possible. Like, it's possible. Like, think about to the extent that you could coach yourself right now. Pretty pretty well. You could stick to things. Nothing like if you have somebody there that you are invested in. Exactly. Because I've, I've quit. I, I, not fully, but I've almost quit, uh, you know, because everybody hits a wall where they either don't believe that they can do it or they don't want to do it or they're trying to save some money or they're like it's not working how they thought it was going to work or they're like I can do this on my own but when you dive a little deeper you figure out why right and it's asking yourself are you ready to stay committed and they call uh, it's funny that you say that because there's a slide that's very um, common like once you stop coaching and it actually makes the president really nervous because he's Again, he's just amazing. He wants to see everybody succeed, but he's very realistic and knows there's a common thing that happens with every single person who stops coaching, give or take some, because there are some. Stops getting coached, you're saying? Exactly. As soon as they stop, within the first couple months, everything they've gotten to is slid back. They've lost a lot of stuff. So it was funny that when I stopped fully coaching, I was on this thing where I was just in the group coaching, which is different. That's just once a month. Everything I was doing slid so far back. And then I was like, oh my gosh, all right, I got to go back in this. Because I was like, all right, I've learned a bunch of things. I could do, oh, I could do this. Oh, I, I don't need, I don't need that. And every single person hits it. It's a matter of, do you finish? Um, so since then, uh, you know, it's just been nonstop and I'm very grateful for that. Is there a far goal? Like, so how does it now, can you, you don't have to give it away, but like, can you break down some of like what they do now? You can just use, you know, fictional things, but like, what do you mean? Like, what is it? Like, is there a goal that you're getting to? Like, do you, when you come in, are you trying to be like, what is it? Like, what are you getting coached on? Are you a better person? Are you better? That's, that's the question. So they answer that or you answer it? It's kind of both. A little together, yeah. What? But people are listening to this saying, to "Coach, what are you talking about? You're not playing sports, dude." Like, mm, okay. I'm I'm going far back. People who don't understand okay. why you have a coach yeah. in your life, and that's very important because it's important to know, you know, the mentality. 
Now, sometimes, again, that could scare some people um, because some people want to dream about things, but they don't actually want to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they even get to the point of starting to do them, they get frightened and they stop. So we work, we work in four quadrants. It's your health, fitness, and then it's your relationships. It's your dream project and your finances. Every year you put down two goals in each thing. And if you're hitting all your goals, why would you stop? You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. You might not know how to get there. Like when I first started, I had no idea. You know, I was green as that green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had some rudimentary ideas, but you know, that's the difference. I'm like, give me what I need. Give me the secret sauce. I want to learn this. I want to get to where it is I want to go. You know what I mean? So it's saying with your coach, how do I get there? First, you write out the, the roadmap. Then you figure out what do I have to do every single day? Because sometimes people write out goals like, okay, ready? I'm going to throw a little twist. Let's do your, your list that you want to do, right? So that's your bucket list. For everybody who don't know, I'm pointing over there because there's a list of things Ryan uh, would like to do with his girlfriend. Uh, what's her name again? Victoria. Victoria. And pick one thing on the list off of your memory. Um, Florida. Go to Florida. Okay. Where in Florida? Um, well, this is a bad one because we already have that one planned out. Should I choose one that we don't have planned out? Um, no, even that one's fine. Oh, well, Cocoa Beach. Why? It's a nice place to stay and it's an hour from Disney and an hour from Tampa. Okay. Have you ever been there before? Yes, once. Okay. So are you going to drive there? Fly. Okay. And it's going a little bit deeper and deeper on each thing and saying, when do you want to go? Uh, August 14th to the 21st. Are you actually going there? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this one you actually already had fully planned That's what out. I'm saying. It might not I be a good one. No, no, That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Because let me ask you this. If you have all of that information, remember when my brother in his best man speech said that I like to make lists that's where it comes out from I would detail every single thing I'd be like okay are we going to Airbnb we going to hotels where are we going what are we staying and if you hit that and you go there and you enjoy it and you have the most amazing time wouldn't you want to finish your next goal Uh. but the question is if you just said oh I want to go to Florida Okay, but where? Oh, well, I don't really know. It's the same thing. Oh, I want to make I want to make a bunch of money. Yeah. Okay, well, how much? Why do you want to make it? When do you want to make it by? What do you need to do? What do you have to sacrifice doing? How do you have to improve to get there? Mm-hmm. Also, Cocoa Beach is beautiful. I know, right? No, I can't wait. But but the Florida, to go off of what you're saying, Hawaii seems a lot more. Once Florida works out, then you go we can do Hawaii in two years or whatever. Like it kind of like whatever that next thing Mm -hmm. is, but it was like, say Bert Kreischer too. It's like, okay, we want to go see Bert. He's a comedian for people who don't know. How are we going to do that? I didn't let anything happen, you know? And then my friend says, Hey, there's this Bert show. And then what do we do? We buy the tickets. I Venmo them the money. We mm-hmm. get the hotel. We coordinate the dates. We do. Yeah. Like it doesn't work by just doing, by just writing it down and then boom, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to happen. No, like you got to go through and then. But it also does. Now I can, Yeah. 
because and so I'm step gonna th- one, I'm step gonna throw one. in a little twist. Good, too. I love it. I love it. Um, because things don't actually happen until you put them down. Step one, exactly. Yes. So when you say you know you don't just write something down and it pops up, it can, and it's amazing how things pop up that you had no idea would even be a thing. Actually, I should go back on it because my friend did text me and just say, "Hey, Bert's gonna be here. Should we go see him?" And we that was after we put Bert down on the list. Things like that have happened to me a lot of times. You know what it is with me as well, just to go off on a little like side road here? Mm-hmm. People. Random people pop back into my life in random ways, and I don't know how or mm-hmm. why. I'm like, what's going on, dude? And it's not like they're even trying to like bring... It's like weird. Like This is such a weird like thing. I met somebody on the beach in Long Beach Island one time, Okay. and he let me use his surfboard. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucker. And shout so, out to Tucker. Shout out to Tucker, dude. He's a G. So he let me use a surfboard. Okay. So mm-hmm. fast forward five years. Fast forward five years. I'm at a party. I'm DJing a party. I go to get a drink. I go to the bar. The bar is this cool, it's literally a trailer, like a little camper that's, cool. that's converted to a bar. And there's a guy in there and he's like making the drinks. I'm like, this is the coolest like bar ever like the little bartending camper mm-hmm. and i forget what it's called they have a really cute like awesome name for it and i go and I'm, the guy's making the drink and he like looks at me and i'm like i was like dude do you have a beach or do you have a ha- do, you, do you have a house in lbi and you surf there he's like yeah he was so confused i'm like tucker and he was like yeah i'm like dude i met you on the beach five years ago and i just shook his hand he was like what's up like he didn't even remember me but it's mm-hmm. cool it didn't matter i still got a drink whatever mm-hmm. we go through our thing that happens, right? Yeah. Then I'm on the beach the other day. Oh, and I, no. And he goes, what's up, dude? I just see him surfing. I'm like, what's up, Tucker? What's good? Then the other day, I go to my boss's house to help him bring his car to his house. I look in the garage, and there's a surfboard. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? He's like, honestly, if my son doesn't want it, you can have it. And it's like this weird thing mm-hmm. like where I might have like, like this whole... like I can't figure... There's no meaning to all this entire story. There's really no meaning to it. It's just... Some things that all I had to do was meet one person. So when you say putting writing something down, mm-hmm. the same effect happens to me when I meet a person. Mm-hmm. That the fact that if I just knew them, nothing would happen. But now that I met them, mm-hmm. things will somehow come back around. So it's the same as write it down, meet the person that you got to meet, and write down what mm-hmm. you got to do. Did you like Morgan, our photographer? Nicest dude, man. Just we hit it off, man. It's He's just funny a great dude. that you give your story because. Uh, first time I ever went surfing, I just got my new board. I thrifted a wetsuit from a thrift store. I think that's my next move is the wetsuit. Yeah. yeah. So I thrifted a wetsuit. And the first time I go out there, you know, I like talking to other people, talking to this guy, you know, on the water. Oh, he knows people. I know people. That's how I met Morgan. Oh my God. I needed somebody to... I told my sister that I would pay for the photographer for her wedding. That was like two years, three years ago. I can't remember how many years. I said that I would, you know, I would cover that. And, but I needed a photographer. Morgan, God hooked me up. I met him on the water. We became friends. I had him shoot my sister's wedding. Then he shot mine. So, and this podcast, which is hilarious. I never told you this, but, um, you know, I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, it would be cool to, you know, go on his podcast again. I said, I always love talking to him and I, you know, it's a lot of fun. And then randomly you texted me one day and you were like, oh, 
for some reason, I have two dates on here. One for June and then one for July. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I'm just, I'm just going to mess with them here. And I said, okay, well, the June one is for our wedding. So make sure you have that one down. And then I said, oh, the July one is when I'm on your podcast. And you were like, oh, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, okay. When do you want to do that? But that wasn't scheduled. That wasn't planned. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw it out there and yeah, see what he says. Yeah. And then you never caught on to it. So I was like, all right, let's just do Dude, it. Dude, see, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, stuff like that what, that's what happens when you schedule your own fucking podcast so yeah. by the way shout out to Trent, who's usually here helping me but um couldn't be here today but yeah dude that's cr- that's so funny you were just so like small you just things. went along with it yeah and mm-hmm. the fact that you helped us i didn't need to know you helped us you didn't need to you didn't need to say oh i didn't know we never had a date angel like mm-hmm. you didn't need to do that you just had to you helped us man by and me like that's the thing you don't gotta know everything that's going on mm-hmm for you to help somebody you just you that's why i said like you know that's why sometimes it's good to be overly optimistic it's good to just be positive you know things just come into play and you just have to be ready to get there if you thought that i would have cared you wouldn't have done that like if you thought that i would have been like you know no i would have done it anyway yeah yeah but if you would have been like uh nah you know we got other people i'd be like okay yeah yeah you know just detached from it but no i feel it's like good. i guess what i'm saying is, yeah your like mindset kind of like initiated that like but that mean, yeah. right there is what i learned from coaching you know getting to that point and that was the last thing you know basically it's just it helps you shape your mindset you just need a mentor mm-hmm. you know so wherever you do it if you think you can do it on your own do it personally this worked for me yeah it helped me change my life completely um it's the reason why you know you were at the wedding so it was incredible i wouldn't change it yes and you yourself have coached people as well yeah and so is that based on the framework of the coaching you get or is it a little bit of mix of things that you add in there too i'm a coach through there but everybody has their own style got it you know what i mean so it's basically just figuring out your own like my my coach personally is a kung fu master so he teaches me with a more kung fu style and again it's funny the way things happen we were at a uh, i was at a seminar this was one i was so excited to go to and this guy stood up and was you know talking about how you know this other course that i really wanted to take changed his life made his business blow up and i was like all right i gotta meet this guy and then we started talking about that's the president his nickname is the genie we started talking i was like i'd love to take this guy after dinner but we didn't go to a dinner we just exchanged business cards come to find out later that business card was actually jade king my coach and i fell in love with his video i was like this is so dope because he had like a success video and it's just so sick it's him doing kung fu and he's just like it was just so dope and i was like oh that jade king guy he looks really cool and so we put me on his team and uh you know, it's just funny the way things work out. You just got to flow with them. Don't overjudge something. Just let it happen. I want to just ask this specific question about a specific moment. When they sure. when they get to, okay, it's going to be $600 a month or mm-hmm. whatever, coming back, just because it's sure. important. For sure. Is there a doubt in your mind? Do you go, eh, I could do a lot with 600 Or, do, mm-hmm. like, everyone I've been pitched... Mm-hmm. I know they haven't been the right one. 
For sure. Because I just know. But okay. a lot of the times that I do know, I, I add so many justifications for not doing it. But I always say, like, me and my girlfriend, like, she needs one reason to do something. I need five. Mm, but that's okay. how I am. Like, I'm going to push back on everything. So, like, I'm asking for myself and hopefully for people listening, too, of, like, yeah, what was that moment when, all right, I got to do this. It's mm. not a four-year commitment, obviously. Hey, $600 one time. You could have just done a month and just been done with it. And right? actually, but, so it's a year It's a year commitment. And then okay. you can actually do it for a month and be like, nah, this isn't for me. And then you get your money back and that's it. Cool. Um, so then it didn't scare you that much to do the, the first month or whatever. Nah, but, you know, uh, again, you know, my thought is like, okay, they're playing at a higher level. I either have to step up or I could just make excuses, um, you know, and like you said, though, it is important. There's so many, especially right now, you know, it's like, it's really interesting because like, as soon as I, you know, though I've been doing this for years, as soon as I became a coach, you know, just after that cusp, um, you know, coaches training became such like a, a regular thing. Tony Robbins was doing it. Uh, 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 ET. There was just so many coaches trainings going on. And I was like, oh my gosh. I said, wow, look at this time. Uh, you know, but then that also like makes me nervous because I'm like, okay, have these people done the work? Are they actually where they want to be? Or are they just saying, you know, what they think they need to say? Like, I feel like that's so important. Like how we talked before, you need to get a coach who's actually getting the results you want. And I think a coach with a coach is pretty important. For sure. If your coach doesn't have a coach, he, I won't. Yeah. I mean, I won't say he shouldn't be a coach because, yeah. you know, it's very, you know, it's not my room to judge. Yeah. Everybody's different. Um, Tony Robbins, I don't think has a coach, but, uh, but you know, Tony Robbins. that's what I'm but saying. He has had. He's always had mentors. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, not even. Yeah. You know what I mean, dude? His early. Have you you've watched like the early sales videos and stuff, right? Yeah. They're gold. I love them. They're so the corny, but they're funny so good. part is, uh, you know, uh, Tony Robbins wasn't even the guy who I fell in love with. Uh, I fell in love with Jim Rohn, mm -hmm. who is Tony Robbins's first mentor, and Jim Rohn is a beast. He's awesome. But unfortunately, he passed away, so I never got the opportunity. But Tony Robbins teaches all of Jim Rohn's philosophy, so I got into that. You know what I mean? Somebody will teach yours one day, Nick Gates. Hey, I'm. It's funny because there's this guy who basically the two guys who are at the table, kind of in front of you, DJing. Uh, there was a black gentleman who had the white Fu Chang mustache. Mm -hmm. And then there was a white guy there with his wife who's he had like white hair, but he was like really happy and he danced a lot. You know, do you know that? I think I know talking? who you're talking about. So those two guys together are me. The guy, the white guy dancing is my mindset. He's been through so much in his life, terrible things the most positive person you will ever meet in your entire life. The black guy taught me all about business. He was my Votech teacher. He taught me about business, about character, about, you know, 
just just everything so them together and i even told them that i was like look just to see you guys hitting it off so amazingly is a you know a dream come true i don't know where the heck we started at Doesn't matter. but uh yeah that's just a really happy moment and for it must me, be important to you to you know and it must or it must be nice to have those people i mean in your life like nice is, isn't isn't even the right word just to just to have people as a model you know for sure i mean that's so for me like i think i've i don't want to say i have a unique ability but i just think that with people i really learn from a little i learn more from somebody than most people will learn and i think you're kind of that way too like when you watch the guy next to you in golf like people are just trying to play their game they're not watching the guy next to them like i'm like like i feel like i try to that's why i'm like i don't want to be coached you know it's like i feel like i take a little bit like just to be for to invest into one person and the reason i and the the fact that i don't want to do it probably means that i should do it so i'm very aware of that but i think uh i'm kind of like you in that way where it's like i can take something from anybody like Mm -hmm. i can talk to anybody and go and no okay i'm glad i know that now Mm -hmm. i don't know where i'm gonna use it but I know I'm glad I I'm glad I know that now. And like you had those two guys and you know, obviously the other people in your life too that you've gotten things from here and there, but um yeah, I mean shit, you know. Um I think also, you know, just from a friend point of view, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't let that be your weakness though. Because you know, when you look at it, it has nothing to do except for it's a vehicle to get you where you want to go faster. Not saying at all that you have to get one or, you know, any, but I'm just saying in general, it's a matter of like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're afraid to commit to that one coach, because you're like, nah, I'm gonna learn everything I need to learn. And then like, it's going to be a waste. I think, you know, there's more to that that you're overlooking. Mm-hmm. There's something under the surface that maybe you've been breezing past that you have to dive into a little bit more and be like, okay, why? Why do I feel that way? And you know, it's it's not always a bad thing, but I think, again, the negatives are where you learn everything. Negatives, like I love Polaroids, negatives make positives. You know, that's how you get your photo negative or positives or negatives that's developed right Mm. if you don't look at your negatives and say okay how can i fix this but then again you ask yourself the question do i want to fix this Mm. that's where you get stuck i think that uh i think i've talked to too many coaches and i gotta just get one man because well that's also you should write out a list about what kind of coach you want to get okay good i'll do that because you know that's also i want to talk to you about your stuff after so then we can have the conversation about what i where i should kind of tips from you where i could go with it and for the list and then where to find Mm -hmm. somebody or like i said i've talked to so many people man so many hundreds of people Mm -hmm. um i've been pitched i've been not i've not been pitched Mm -hmm. i've wanted to work with people who couldn't work with me you know like things Mm -hmm. like that so um i literally you know the only thing with me is you know, I have never been, you know, basically it was a one and done. God hooked me up. You know, it's just like, 
I'm grateful that I fell into a place that focuses so much on the mental aspect. Like for me being so like, go, go, go. I, you, you want the physical, but you know, they really focus in on the, the inside, the blueprint because the internal, yeah, it's like, um, it's like you've an air conditioner, right? Or just like heating in general. If you're cold and you don't set it to a higher degree, so it's gonna stay right in the middle. So like you have to adjust that mentally. If you start earning more income than what you're comfortable with, subconsciously you'll sabotage yourself and level back out. So it's you know, it's really focusing in on the that's you know what you should look at, what they teach, what's their curriculum. Yeah, maybe I should because that's the thing. That's why I said I'm nervous. It's not really nervous, but like if there's so many new people coming in, you know, you just want to make sure that they actually live by it and it's not, you know, temporary until, you know, their jobs come back and then they're like, ah, no, this is too hard. Oh, trust me. I've met coaches who, you know, are like work at fast food places and stuff or whatever it's like they're just trying i, I mean not, not that it doesn't matter where they work it's just i knew they were sure. trying to do a one a one-off mm-hmm. i knew they were trying to do a little hustle because remember i can like i you can said, tell if they're yeah if they're just in their yeah. if they're in their process you're going to where they want to go you know mm-hmm. they just have to be getting the results you want sounds good no i know what i have to do it's just a matter of doing it I've known for the last six months, really the last six months, because it's been very difficult to go from a freelancer to a business owner. Like, it's been mm-hmm. very hard for me. I'm mm-hmm. good. At, I'm a good freelancer. I just am not, like, I just don't have the capabilities and the, you know, I guess the, um, I'm just not doing it, man. I'm just not What's doing it. What's your, like, so. number one fear of getting a coach? I don't even really have any fear. Like, I just want to make sure it's worth the money, but that's pretty, like, stupid. I mean, I invest all my money into my business anyway. So I'm literally investing into my business as being a getting a coach. Yeah, but, you know, know, I I don't think that's stupid. I guess that's it. The only thing's really that. I mean, it just comes down to the investment. Yeah. And I guess just, uh, I mean, really making sure it's the right person. I guess I have this, like, little thing where I think they're going to be, like, the perfect person. I just haven't found them yet or something. So I guess that. Do you tend to only look at things that are perfect? Um, I have a pro. I've not a problem. I have a aspect of my personality that might be a problem sometimes, where I think like, yeah, things are supposed to be a certain way, and they're gonna be that way. So yeah, I guess that's what it has been because it's like, I mean, even well, I guess I look at my clients, right? Like I have ideal clients. Like they're not nobody's perfect, but like I have clients where if like if I had ten of these, I'd just be like good. I wouldn't have like I like that would be so ideal. I just had 10 of these people, right, or something. So mm-hmm. I guess when it comes to a coach, I think the same way. I'm like, they have to be ideal. So how do I determine if they're ideal? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've talked to a lot of coaches, but not in the ability I that think, I'm going to get coached. You know? I think that's different than perfect. Mm. I think that's a very important distinction because you're not looking for a perfect client. You're looking for an ideal client. Yes. Now, what's the difference? Perfect is like, they're going to do no Perfect wrong. doesn't exist, so I know that, yeah. Yeah, whereas like ideal. They work for me. Yeah, well, you know, like, ideal is, like, saying this is what I would love. This would be amazing. Hitting on the qualities, yeah. Yeah, 
you know, right. Honestly, dude, right like I don't really have any fears for the coaching thing. Like I have just a, a matter. You want to find the right person. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I get it. Yeah. I'll do it. That's cool. You can help me out a little bit too. I'll help you. I'm going to talk to you. Absolutely. Um, Hey man, we've been going for a long time. There's something else I do want to discuss. Okay. This new, you know, level of, of like, unless you got to No, how long have we been going? Uh, like an hour and 35 ish. Oh, okay. Um, but this is, you know, new, not new life that you're living, but mm-hmm. this new version of, of your life. You're a married man. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. 23 years old. It's cool. And the it. only reason I mention your age is because it's, it's your people would look at it and say, you're young. You're, you got married young. Mm. I just want to kind of, you know, talk about quickly, but like what, you know, how has it been pre post, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd love to really go into like how and why and like Absolutely. all that, but I just feel like it's like another hour and like, I want to do it with you. I just, we just don't have it today. Sure. But I guess what, well, I guess what would be most important for me or most important maybe for the listeners is like why? when you do why, and then when you do, Mm-hmm. You know, what have you discovered and what's what do you know to be important? Because mm-hmm. I'd rather give them something that they can really try to use and something that they should know if that's when that time comes. For sure. Okay. So in essence of time, I'll give you a... Bah, 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 bah. Hit it. Okay. So first off, let's start from the beginning. Yep. Let's say somebody is trying to attract the perfect mate, someone they want to date, somebody they want to marry. That's the first off you have to look at. Okay. Am I looking for somebody to fill my time or am I looking for somebody who I want seriously? Um, See, it all changed for me. Uh, You know, there was when I was kind of like the thing about me was I was afraid of commitment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of bouncing around all amazing people. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I want something serious. And I was like, okay. Or my intuition came in. All right, what do you want? And so first off, it's figuring out, okay, do you want something serious? If you don't, then it doesn't you know, matter as much. But just understand that if something happens, then it does become serious. The one rule in my family was, you know, if you get intimate with someone and they have a child, you're the father. There's no question. There's no changes. It's nothing. You're doing it. Um, so that, you know, always kept in the back of my mind of, okay, I have to be a little bit more, you know, choice, choice with that. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? But first start off with what you want. Secondly, you define the type of person, like with the coach, I wrote out every personal personality trait, every single physical characteristic, everything she was with my friends, everything she was with her friends how she was with children, how she was with her family, what I wanted her to be like in my family. I wanted her to have certain traits. I wanted her to have certain hobbies, certain likes, certain dislikes, everything, hair color, eye color, height, everything. Then she texted me a couple, a week and a half later. Um, You know, and that's the amazing part. You never know where they're going to come from. I thought it was going to be somebody new. You know, and it's funny because we talked about this because mm-hmm. um, she didn't realize how in-depth my list was. And so, no, Laura's been my friend since kindergarten, and we've been really close. And again, it was just, you know, moving past that fear of commitment. And for a while, I, you know, was like, okay, you know, maybe I should break up with her. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe this isn't a thing. 
but really I was afraid of committing. And so going through that with my coach, figuring that stuff out, getting stronger, getting better, seeing that mentality and being like, okay, well, if it's not her, who is it? And again, I pull out a piece of paper, write every single thing down. And I go, oh, no, that's Laura. I'm just not in the right mindset right now. Put this away. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when it comes down to it, everything I choose um, in my life, like especially now, is how will it give me more freedom? So I think, you know, the marriage, um, you know, our wedding, everything about that, being with her increases my freedom every single day. Now you go, how does that increase yeah, your freedom? Yeah, that sounds like it doesn't increase any of your freedom. Yeah, it sounds like it decreases your freedom. Moron, right? Now, if she's exactly everything I want, would I be more free with her or would I be more free going around trying to find other people? To me, my idea is, you know, with her, we have an amazing time amazing partner you know i always tell her how grateful i am you know everything the wedding flowed beautifully couldn't be more grateful no real problems no real issues everything beautifully and it's looking at that and saying okay well everything i do is freedom i want her to do this 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 and now it's not from a point of controlling mm -hmm. it's from a point of putting it out there and then receiving it it has nothing to do with me forcing it into her or, you know, making her what I want her to be. Did she seriously hit everything on the list, the list you made before you? Everything. Real, like, real, there wasn't one thing where it's like, ah, oh, that's not it. Because yeah. this is where, this is where the. But I give her all the credit. Yeah. Because I think really she was the one manifesting it and I just simply downloaded it. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I was just going to say, what if they have eight out of ten things? Like, that's my, like, mm -hmm. can you, do you then go, they're not perfect? Uh-uh. Because there's no perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. You, so, you still, there's still compromise. Precisely. Yeah. And it's saying, do you lose all of this amazing stuff for that little bit of, you just got to get through it. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. Would you sacrifice the 99.5 yeah. over the 0.05? And think about your list too. Or there's a lot of things on your list that you haven't even lived out to know that that's really what you want. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's really incredible. So once you live it out, you might be like, ah, that's actually yeah. wasn't that important to me, even though it was on the list. Mm -hmm. you know? No, you're absolutely right. Wow. One thing I learned that is like, if everybody could just learn it, it would make their um, mindset really just expand increasingly is if you think that you're going to change someone or you think over time they'll change or they'll you know shift if you treat them or expect them to be a certain way you're wasting your time simply accept everybody for who they are you can only change yourself so if somebody else is you know negative or bothering you or that's them. That's just that's just them. You know, if they do certain things uh, now in reference to like uh, one day when you have a wife or, you know, with mine, Laura, amazing. She's uh, I'm excited. We're going to hang out after, um, you know, just the little things, accepting everything, not expecting her to be somebody else. She is who she is. You either accept her for who she is or she's, you know. They're not worth your time. 
that's with everyone friends relationships yeah, whatever exactly how far into the future did you guys look was that a it's a good question um wait wait okay explain more. i know it's very vague what what when you talked about the future you don't have to tell me what you said but what was mm-hmm. the mindset on the future in within the relationship mm, oh within the relationship yeah like within a marriage like all right now we're married like oh, okay. what's the that's a very important distinction yes yes um i would say you know prior to the marriage we we had a really good plan um so basically now we're just fulfilling the steps um and again it comes down to <laughs> what do you want yeah so we, we have a so you like you know, took list. what you wanted and then you kind of planned out in time a way. wise now, with some flexibility exactly yeah um, but but I guess it's I'm funny you say yeah. Cocoa Beach because yeah. that's where we want to go eventually. Live, yeah. I, I, my friend's uncle lives there. We stayed. He doesn't live in Cocoa Beach, but like mm-hmm. 15 minutes away. Just I it's can't really say cool. enough good things about it. It's just mm-hmm. perfect lifestyle. Kelly Slater started there. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Dude. Kelly Slater, what a beast, what dude. A beast. Um, but wow, man, that's so. Um, you know, and I'm asking for me for sure. If people listening, they're like, Sully, you're just like asking because like you want to know. Yes, I do because I want to know because I am in the first serious relationship of my entire life. So it's yeah, like, I know we talked about. Yeah, that. we talked about that. So and yeah, and I actually bring I talk about her a lot on the podcast and I talk about it and she doesn't mind because she knows this is the she accepts a she accepts that this is who I am, right? It is what um, it is. And so no, she doesn't and she doesn't mind at all. And like you said, oh, you should have her on the podcast. Um, you know, we're planning on she's planning on dope. interviewing me, which is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm always just I want to learn. Like I, what I told her, and now we're reading the book, mm-hmm. um, Five Love Languages. It's like I just want. I just told her I was like I always want to get better in this like it doesn't matter if like we still uh, you know we're still going to act how we act you know react to things how we react but we can always like get better together you know I feel like so like that's what I'm starting to realize so you know this is part of that too um, this is another side of me you know trying to get better you when, know? when you know when we're young we're influenced by you know a lot of different things whether it be our parents also that's a different thing um, we can talk about sometime later, but uh, we'll do another one. Okay, bar four. You want to bring her? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that'd be great. We have to do another one just with Stefano too. So yeah, that would be dope. So par five. Okay. So Good. I'm going for a Star Wars trilogy here. I'm, Why not? I'm going for nine episodes. But um, what the heck was I going to say? Parents. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, there were parts where I was like, oh, okay. Well, if if this is marriage i don't know if i want it right away right and so a lot of people might think that way they might see their their parents uh, marriages and say oh okay well i don't necessarily want this or i don't want this or this and so it creates a lot of fear when you're young right and that unaddressed lives on so my president of the coaching his mentality with his wife, who he's known since high school too, is every single day my marriage is getting better and better and better. And that the white guy that I was talking about, his name is Mike Cajun, him and his wife are always, ha- he always talks about ways he's getting better, their love, their stuff. So I was looking at that and saying, okay, it is what you make of it. It is what you choose. Not listening to all the other older guys around me, like at the shop, at work, and being like, oh, this is horrible. Don't do it. Don't enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your... 
but I'm hitting all my other goals. I'm hitting all my, fr- I'm doing all this. I'm doing, I'm, da, da, da. I'm having fun. So I know my game plan. Now is it to say everybody needs to do it at 23. Everybody feels out there at a different time. But if you want your exact partner, the thing is you have to be ready to receive it. You can't just put it out there and be like, uh, nah. Because when it shows up, then the universe is like, I thought you, I thought you wanted this. What happened? Mm. And the universe will test you like that. It's like here, it'll bring you what you want. Not what even you test you. Yeah. It just is like, True. here, do you want it? I got you. Yeah. And then you know, if you're not ready for it, um, you know, don't be scared by it. It's not a scary thing. Like I feel like there's a lot of, you know. Uh, people nowadays who are really you know terrified of the idea of marriage um, or like they want to live together you know before they're married or whatever but you know it comes down to if it's but then again you know if you don't have your list of every single aspect that you want Mm -hmm. and be patient with it and try every single day to get a little bit better but see that's where I get into the mindset of I can't expect anybody else to do it it's their life. Yeah. I accept whatever decisions you make. I'll be at your wedding. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. You know, however your life or however your, you know, future turns out, I can't expect you to do anything. I just appreciate what you do from the side. I just accept you, you know, but for those people who are like, you know, I really want something serious. You got to ask yourself Why? Do you just want someone to fill your time or are you really looking for someone to be with? I wouldn't change being married. I love it. She's awesome. Incredible partner. Super grateful. And it's obvious to me just when I experienced you guys in the wedding, uh, during the wedding, I just like, man, like I said, I've been to, I've had, I've had some good perspective on, I've seen a lot of, I've seen, I've probably at this point may have even done weddings where they've now like aren't together anymore or something like that. But like, I guess like that, having that perspective, man, um, like just especially seeing you guys, but like the thing is, I know you, man, like I didn't need to know Laura. I Mm. knew you. So I knew her. Mm. Right. Like I know she's her own person. She's so different from you. But I just know what you bring, and I know I just already know what she brings, right? And then when I meet her now, I can really know her, mm-hmm. but I already trust it, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, there was, there's not a doubt. And then when I see it in the flesh, when I see you guys, I just watched the video today. When I see mm-hmm. you walking down, obviously I'm being all selfish. Where am I? No, no, no I got and you. I'm walking down because I love these videos, man. Mm-hmm. And you guys are walking down, and you're just like, even the intro song. You weren't supposed to hold each other and start dancing, dude. You literally, guys, couldn't even help it. You start, you just grab her, you start dancing with her, like, like that was, that wasn't even your first song dance. Like you just still grab. It's just like, man, when I saw it, I, I still, I knew, man. So, um, everything you're saying, uh, you know, about her and about your relationship is like I saw it even just I felt it I guess is what I should say I saw it and I felt it too just being around you guys so um you know I really appreciate the uh you know the honesty and the work that you guys have done and I think when I think people think oh it might not work out you know they might say you know but work is that key word I think and intention that's when you say we always talk about that intention and hey things work out or they don't work out work is in the center of this mm-hmm. the list the making sure the plan the like so i just want to emphasize that's that the thing with if the intention you write that out and you go yeah. this is what i want mm-hmm. 
and it makes her laugh because you know we were talking about that the other day and she goes i didn't realize you you were testing me but now i see it she said you were asking me these little questions these little things about this about that and basically i was seeing is she a fit you know, it's important things like that. If you don't have the same ideals about money, mm-hmm. if you don't have the same ideals about what the future looks like or growth or, you know, those are important, you know, things to look at. You, with a relationship, sure, you want someone who's beautiful, right? But most importantly, you want a best friend because you're going to be spending all, almost every single moment together. And if you don't just like chill in with that person, then, you know, that's going to be hard. You you want to just find someone who's super chill, who you enjoy time with, but also has your same ideals. Like, remember when I was teaching about the jar system? The 50, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Mm-hmm. We did that with our wedding money. Like, it's not just a talk. It was, this is what we do. And she does that with all of the money that she earns. She does the jar and it's figuring out, okay, how can we make this possible? How can we do that? So you don't need to just find someone you think is attractive or you think is dope. Yes, those are important, right? But you want someone you can have fun with, but also grow with every single day. Because when real life stuff starts coming in, starts popping up, you want to have someone on your team that's there next to you as a partner, that's the most important thing find somebody who's your partner that's the most important thing for sure Nick Gates thank you thank you for having me dude this has been amazing yeah um, I really appreciate it I appreciate you driving here um, of course I appreciate uh, you know grateful to have been at your wedding man and, and that was dope. do what we did um, just create the experience and man for this just long conversation I would have go hours and hours and hours the camera already this camera already this turned one's dead. off that one yeah. died it's like we maxed out dude we oh, maxed sure. out which we always do it's, oh, yeah. it's implied uh, the audio keeps doing its thing so we got that exactly um, as always man and uh, as folks know thank you so much uh, for tuning in um, you know, thank you for the team, uh, to everybody who's a part of this, man. Tret. Uh, Tret for the production, uh, Matt Kane intro and outro, Ryan Kelly for redesigning our logo, Angelo Fusco, um, uh, for the intro and outro beat as well. Uh, Brandon for av- editing our video and soda beach, soda at soda rewriters, uh, soda beats.com best way to make beats online for free right now. If you need music for any purpose, it's um, very important. You know, the yep. people who make a production possible, you know, people always see the outcome, but they don't see the behind the scenes. That's why it's That's important to me. And like, sometimes like they know, like I might forget somebody or something. And it's not cause I purposely forgot, sure. you know, it's just like, yo, there's a lot of people working on this now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, this doesn't like, this is the more it goes, the less it is about me, you know, which I think mm-hmm. has been, uh, really, really important for me really to realize like, dude, this isn't like, it's you're not your identity. I'm just the vessel, dude. Like I'm just yeah. the person that asks the questions and then whatever happens on the other side of this table is like, that's up to the podcast, what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah. And as people know, we are on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses more at sullybop.com slash bopcast more show notes information about the guests uh, if you go in there uh click on bobcast you'll see a link to uh you know five to ten different platforms where you can watch the podcast and listen as well uh if you're listening youtube version is also on there a few weeks after uh the audio version is and negates and, and if you made it this far and you want any help 
in literally any of your goals or you don't even have goals and you want to try to figure that out, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, I think I'm Nicholas Gates 10 or Nicholas Gates 13. Um, but seriously, feel free. It, whatever you need, man. Down Create below in the show notes, journey. everywhere that you can find Nick Gates. And definitely, man, he is just, as you heard in this podcast, he's just a force. He's power. And, uh, and he will help you. He's probably the kindest person that I know. So Only gratitude. Um, only gratitude, man. Um, thank you, Nick. And uh, that's good you plugged yourself. I was just going to ask you to do that. So that's perfect. Now Not even know. an intentional plug. No, no, no. I, per- I make people, like people that don't even want to plug, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you better just plug it. Look, I thought it was like. I had my cousin on here. I'm like, no, nah, still If plug you want to get there, let's get you there. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Let's do it. No plugging. Just love. Just love, brother. That's why we do this. Under, over, it's up to you. Under, over, and between. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for having us. Let's do this. Thank you. Peace. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. I hope you got a ton of value from that episode. I know I did. If you could, I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast. So if you do have a minute, um, probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review, uh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure to visit SodaBeats.com. It's the best way to make beats online right now easiest way Uh, you can use them uh, for profit use uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it it's great so more at sullybop.com video version on youtube you guys know the deal thank you so much i'm ryan sullivan this has been another episode of bobcast i'll see you guys on the next one this beat is by jello beats